depression is a motherfucker. If you or someone you know needs help with mental health struggles, you can go to the National Alliance on Mental Illness website at NAMI.org or call the National Suicide Hotline at 1-800-273-8255 or just simply dial 988 for immediate help. At the lowest moments, remember it's the darkest before the dawn and there is help out there. You are not alone. You are now entering Nowhere, California. If you love what you hear, you can subscribe to us on all of your favorite podcast players. And if you can, please leave us a ranking and review. Also, if you like our ideas but hate our voices, you can get your Nowhere, California fix at NowhereCalifornia.com. And if you want to share your random thoughts or other bullshit, you can message us at Facebook.com slash Nowhere, California or Nowhere underscore California at Yahoo.com. Remember to listen irresponsibly, my friends. Ideas from everywhere, voices from nowhere since 2011. 2024. A lot of big things coming out. We got a Deadpool movie coming. We got Dune. More importantly, we have a vote this year, folks. Presidential elections coming up. So we here in Nowhere, California, highly, highly suggest that you get out there. We don't care how you vote. It's just important that your voice is heard. So make sure that you look into your candidates, look into the things that are coming up. And one of the best places to do that is going to be on nerdsvote.com. Go there, take a look. Uh, they are mobile. So when you go to your favorite Comic Cons um, all throughout the United States, look for their booths. They do have things set up there so they can help you along with the registration process. We can only affect change if we actually use our voices. Okay, so get out there and vote. Get registered, and let's make 2024 something worth looking forward to in the future. This is Josh. And this is Nick. And welcome to Nowhere, California. Well, it's a new year. God, it is, man. I, it, I'm, I'm already flabbergasted that we're in February. Uh, yeah. Like... like <laughs> Normally, we would get an episode in January, but it just kind of went in a blink. <laughs> Lewis Black says in one of his stand-ups, he says, uh, you know, I don't care about the health things when you get older. He's like, time moves really fucking fast. Oh, totally fucking agree. <laughs> so, yeah, it's true. Yeah, uh, like, uh, normally we would be doing uh, our favorite movies of last year episode, but someone still needs some time. I Listen, I've, I've got most of mine under my belt, but then there are some that... The Machine. Yes, I know. I knew. Hint, that is my favorite movie of last year. Okay. Well, yeah, it was a tough decision look, between that and Barbie. So, and I haven't seen Barbie either. So that's, I need to see Barbie. I need to see The Machine. I will fucking watch them. Um, hey, I did see Oppenheimer. This is, this is not a threat, but realize I'm doing a lot more solo episodes. That's I know, I know. Uh, oh, you saw Oppenheimer? Yeah, I saw Oppenheimer. Oh, we flick. saw, yeah, we so we saw it in IMAX. Oh, cool! And holy shit, amazing flick. Um, but oddly enough, still not my favorite pick. Oh yeah, no, and it's hard to forget. Like, it, well, it was easier to forget, but hard to like make the decisions because don't forget. Guardians 3 was last year, too. Um, mine mine was not difficult to put this at the pinnacle because it's, there's, it's a fucking masterpiece. Oh, yeah. It's one of the few films that I know currently, right now, on Rotten Tomatoes, has 100%. And as well-deserved. Yeah. Yeah. 
But so. we'll, we'll get to that in yep. the next couple of weeks. Uh, there was an interesting aspect that has been kind of on the forefront of the pop culture world in the past couple of years, but like this new year really hit hard because Steamboat Willie became public domain. Yeah, and okay, everybody's so... Everybody's probably sitting there right now going, what the fuck's public domain? <laughs> <laughs> so public domain is basically this. Um, when you create a character... Um, or any kind of intellectual <clears throat> yeah, any, IP. Any IP. Um, you have a specific set of time in which it is legally yours and you can use it... Um, like I was looking it up today. Basically from what it sounds like, the creator has it for their lifetime. Yes. And then it's another 70 years after the fact, after they pass. Yes. So unless, unless it's years. opted, there are some people out there that have opted to allow it to become public domain I forget on the their comic passing book creator. There was recently a comic book creator that his work, like something happened with a publisher, mm -hmm. some butting of heads and everything where he's like, fuck it. I publicly state that my characters are now, public domain yeah and and it's a rarity but it does happen um that's why you can have so many different iterations of sherlock holmes yeah um uh oddly enough i'll give a little shout out Dracula. To, to lucy here uh her favorite is basil rathbone <laughs> she nice. loves she loves him so uh, dracula um, frankenstein yes uh dracula frankenstein uh and i believe the the film versions of them will become available close? somewhere around 2030. Yeah. Maybe a little sooner, 2027, well, something like that. Well, like I know, like this is nowhere. This conversation is going to jump everywhere. Yeah. Uh, next year, mm -hmm. Popeye. Okay, that was the one I was just looking at, and I was like, oh. Yeah. I wouldn't mind tackling a a short story or some, some short well, sort of thing with Popeye. Well, what led us to going into this topic and everything, you know there's going to be a Popeye horror. Um, honestly, you know what I'd love to see? Just a full tilt action film with Popeye. Oh, yeah. And just watch him just beating the shit out of things. And it, it just popped in my head like, oh, God, Robin would be like, oh, can I come back just for a little bit? Please? Just for a second, you know? <laughs> just this, just to see Popeye get his due. Listen, I know people kind of shit on that movie, um, but... I I love that. I revisited. It does. I revisited it about two, three years ago, and was just you know all I can hear is is Shelley Duvall going because he's large singing about Bluto, you know, or Brutus. Hey, I have the vinyl uh, soundtrack. Yeah, there yeah. you go. But um, but back to uh, Steamboat Willie. That was the big thing that kind of brought it into our attention because right. it was almost like twelve oh one a.m. January first. The horror movie trailers dropped for Mickey's Mousetrap and yes and the, uh, just the laundry list of different ones because it was almost like these people were like okay 2024 <coughs> Steamboat Willie becomes public domain okay. we can work on it this year don't let anybody know and then as soon as it hits 1201 we're good yeah we can release it then now is it just Steamboat Willie it is only or is Steamboat it... Willie okay they because... cannot do like the red shorts they cannot do Right. What I was reading on that is we're not that far off from Mickey. Yeah, becoming, that is very true. Becoming available. And yeah. I'm like, ooh, that's a flagship thing. Yeah, and uh, I believe <clears throat> Donald. Like, I believe next year uh, there's a Donald short. Uh, Donald and, uh, let me see, Donald, we have Daffy, Goofy will be coming soon. Like, uh, you, have yeah, to, yeah. you have to think that 
Walt created a lot of those characters in the 40s and 50s, 30s, 40s, 50s, yep. stuff like that. So, um, you know, his passing, uh, which I'd have to look and see exactly when he passed. But we're we're rapidly approaching 70 years yeah. on a lot of those characters. Oh, yeah. Uh, and like there's recently, a couple was, of biggins out there. There was Winnie the Pooh, the most yes. recent one. And that was the biggest one. That, that was the horror movie. Become, like, yeah, Winnie the Pooh, Winnie... Blood and Honey, I yes. believe, it was Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. And at first, I, I still haven't watched it. No intentions of watching it. I'm kind of in a horror movie drought right now. Did you watch it? No. I, I So I caught clips of it. I watched the trailer. It's fucking weird. Yeah. And it is creepy. Yeah. And creative. Yes. Because um, it's Christopher it's very Robbins dark. returning to the Hundred Acre Woods, really kind of paranoid. He's there with his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And then he realizes... Something's wrong. Everybody's pissed. Yeah. Because he left. Yeah. And that's when Pooh and Piglet and all of them yeah. start going on a rampage. And um, they are working on a sequel. Are they really? Tigger's coming. Oh, shit. Yeah. So the the thing with it was is um, I didn't – when I say it's dark, I don't mean – of course it's dark because it's a horror film. Yeah. But it just was unusually dark. Like, you know, you think that the 100 Acre Woods – I mean, you could have just shot it in any old creepy woods – with the sunlight coming down through or whatever, fine. Well, like, no, when I it first, was dark. It was very dark and weird. Like, when I first heard about that one, I thought it was just a bunch of rednecks, like, dressed up as Winnie the Pooh going on a killing spree. I didn't really know the story because, like I said, I'm kind of away from horror movies right now. Yeah. But then I s- decided to watch the trailer, and then I was like, <coughs> oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> We're doing so that. It's, you know, like, I, I think it'll be very interesting uh, to see what and how they wind up using uh, using a lot of these intellectual properties, how that entire I mean, how that's going to affect certain aspects of it. Um, like you were mentioning off mic, Robert Downey Jr.'s Sherlock Holmes that's and Henry Cavill's Sherlock Holmes do not exist in the same universe and can only be used in conjunction with the films. That well, you were talking about with. League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Also. Yes. Um, so basically, like we're kind of alluding to here. Anybody could do something with Sherlock Holmes. Right. It's when a big studio like, let's say, Universal with Robert Downey Jr.'s Sherlock Holmes. Right. They own that look. So, do you know that most people, and I heard this in an interview, um, Henry Cavill talks about it, uh, Robert Downey Jr. has talked about it a couple times, Sherlock Holmes has to be treated a certain way. Because the state still has control. Yes, and they get lawsuits filed against them all the time from the surviving estate of Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Yeah, because he, they don't have the control on the character, but they could still be like, no. Yes, so what happens is, even though like the character has to be an asshole... He has to come off as an asshole in, in a lot of cases, whether it's arrogance or whatever, but he can't be a sweetheart. Like, he can't. And so Robert Downey Jr. skirts that. He does it really well because I remember in an interview, he went to Guy Ritchie going, like, how am I supposed to? I don't do a British accent well. And he's like, just sound smart. Fucking liar. Um, well, <laughs> you're a liar, RDJ. Well, you, listen to his accent. Listen, yes. listen, it's more him just talking intelligently. It's not Which really is a fair. British accent. Yeah, it, I guess it does kind of have that 1950s Harvard professor sound. Yeah. That, that's preposterous. Yeah. Um, Especially when he does the Holmes vision where he's like, okay, I can punch him in the head and then give him a yeah. cut and yeah. punch so, him in the liver. 
Um, which fucking his nipples. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I distinctly remember that one too. Yeah. Uh, speed bag is balls. I remember those. Um, but that, that's one of those cases where somebody still has somewhat, uh, like somewhat of control over that character. So if, if they're, if they drift too far from what the origin of that character is, they can get fucked for it. So, you know what? Hmm. We'll, we'll return to public domain real quick. But we might as well touch upon this. Oh. Yeah. Just we just talk. talked about nipples, so what are we... Well, like you're talking about the control of characters and everything like that. Yeah. We... Well, I listened to a little bit of it. You were smart enough not to. And this kind of... Oh, yeah. This kind of crosses into this realm, too. In the world of AI, we just recently had to put up with Will Sasso and the Doodly, whatever the fuck that podcast is, right. doing an AI special about George Carlin. Yes. Um, Which lawsuits are already in play. First and foremost, it's fucking blasphemy. Oh, yeah. Um, this is this is going to be groundbreaking. Um, this is going to be like... It, it's unprecedented, first of all, in the legalities of it all. Yeah. But the fallout from this, I think, is going to really set the pace on what we can and can't do. I hope so, because I... <clears throat> I'm a nerd. I get intrigued by this shit, so I pressed play. I only got maybe three minutes into it and couldn't do it because yeah. it was so yeah. it was so wrong. Um, it was so empty. You feel dirty. Life. You feel yeah. dirty because it's not George. Yeah. It's not and the other one that you brought to my attention was Taylor Swift. Yeah. Um she is She's getting She is Americana right now. Yeah. She is and America's sweetheart. And there's supposedly some graphic ass yes. AI pictures out on her. So, and it's it's not okay. So if you have AI generate certain things, um whether it's their voice or whether it's their image, there has to be there has to be some checks and measures in there. The problem is what denotes art versus what denotes I don't want to say plagiarism, but um, like Illegal. slander or well, illegality, yeah. you know, slander yeah. or libel or something like that. Um, I was telling you that I was watching a video and it was some conspiracy theory or whatever it was, but it was Joe Rogan talking about it, which he often does on his podcast. Yeah. And I was like, wait a minute. And I got about 10, 15 seconds in and I heard the way that he said something. And I was like, this isn't Joe Rogan. This is AI. Oh, yeah. But it was fucking close. Oh, yeah. And I, I dicked around with uh, ChatGPT yeah. for a little bit and got in a conversation with the damn thing. <laughs> and we both kind of agreed, like, the problem's not going to be AI. And it's we, in any sci-fi movie where AI runs amok. I was just going to say, folks, come on now. We've watched The Terminator. Humans are the ones that are going <laughs> to fuck the world when it comes to this. Yeah. So... Because they learn from us. Yes, and ultimately, what does every single AI always learn when they become actually sentient? Humans are the problem. Humans are the problem! <laughs> we know we're the fucking problem. They all, Ultron, Skynet, yeah. HAL, it doesn't matter. They all go, mm-mm, no, no, you guys are a danger to yourself. Fucking uh, Joshua, the, the Whopper supercomputer oh, yeah. in War Games. Everything that has ever come online goes, no, no. We no. got to get you out of here. We got to, yeah, bye. And then another thing about the art side of it, like during the whole writer strike and everything, the best 
sign I saw that explained everything really well. Mm -hmm. And we'll jump back into public domain here really quickly. Um, there was a writer that had a sign that said, show me an AI that had a more traumatic childhood than me. Yeah, exactly. You're not going to get any good writing from a stupid computer that a human that has lived a life. No. And for me, and, and I'll say this before we get back to it, I've seen a couple of benefits of it, but I also see the potential for the good that's there. Oh, yeah. Because if you have writer's block, if you're trying to come up with something, if you don't know how to tie it all together and you have specific components and you go... I want to have this, and I want to have this, and I want to have this, and there's these characters, and this is the way I see these characters are, then AI can lay something out for you that will give you groundwork and a template to run with. Yeah. Um, or it has the potential to do so. It may not hit the mark on what you're looking for, but maybe it sparks something and it moves you in the right direction. So I 100% agree with that. The other aspect I saw was for new content creators who are trying to bring the vision of what they have in their head to life. And it was like on a, um, uh, I, I follow this group that does like starship modeling and stuff like that. Yeah, I know I'm a fucking dork. So, but, but what they do is they see these, they, they come up with an idea. They feed the components into AI and say, Hey, I was thinking about this ship or whatever. And they come up with, ships that look like they would belong in the Star Wars universe or the Star Trek universe or things like that. And people create 3D renderings of them and build these models and they have their own intellectual property. That's, I guess, where the big gray area comes in. Yeah, and that's where the legal is it your Is it your intellectual property or is it something that this thing fucking created? Now, do I owe royalties? If my shit takes off, do I owe royalties to the company that created that AI? Yeah. So but also there's, too, I feel like there's going to be a lot moving there, forward. There's a longer episode for us in this. Because <clears throat> I know me and Doug did an episode in the past where we really deep dove into it. And yes. And me and you really need to take a dive into it. Absolutely. But back into the public domain stuff... Um, we're talking about characters and everything. You know songs are part of public domain? Really? Yeah. Pull up a list real quick, and we'll go through some of those. This list I'm going to work from is compiled of songs that hit public domain this year. Okay. So the first <clears> one <throat> up is Animal Crackers. The song is from the musical starring the Marx Brothers. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, next one is Mac, Mac the Knife. German lyrics by Bertel Brock. Yeah. And music by Kurt Wiley from the Three Penny Opera. So, Mac the Knife was super famous um, throughout the jazz era. Yeah. And then became even more famous when Bobby Darren did it. And uh, I, there was a couple of others that covered it as well. And then McDonald's had Yes, then McDonald's. That's where I was going with that. <laughs> it's Mac tonight. Yeah. Uh, um, I used to draw that little fucker all the damn it's time. It's so no. Duh. Yeah, we're playing that fucking piano with that blue head. Yeah. Um, the half moon head, yeah. <laughs> so, I I don't know what more you could do with that unless you turn it into a horror thing, you know? Like, that would... That'd be interesting. You know, or or some psychedelic trip. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, go ahead and continue, sir. Next one is Let's Do It, Let's Fall in Love, Cole Porter. Let's see. Uh, when You're Smiling. Oh, when wow. When You're Smiling. Yep. Lyrics by Mark Fisher and Joe Goodwin. Music by Larry Shaw. I'm not going to name all these names. I'm curious to see who's going to wind up covering all that stuff. Yeah. Well, anybody. Yeah. I'm yeah. just, you know, curious to see if anybody does But it also, that. too, it's not really even people covering it. It's like if you make a movie and you were like, I want to use Mac the Knife. Don't have to pay. Uh, sorry. I'm, from a theater perspective, I was like, oh, my God. 
Like you could put that into any musical. Honestly, from the from the theater aspect of things, when you're doing a play, if it doesn't say that music in the script, yeah, you have to use either brand new creations or stuff that's public domain. Mm-hmm. And that's interesting. Uh, I want to be loved by you. That's Made very title. famous by Marilyn Monroe. Yep, uh, making and, Whoopi. Oh wow! Yeah. You're my necessity. You're the cream in my coffee. Yep. This is all like 20s, 30s jazz. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah. And then there's a list here of sound recordings, too. Like just straight up sounds. I'm waiting for that Wilhelm. (laughs) I mean, it's already used so much. Charleston. Really? Yeah. Yes, we have no bananas. Okay. Who's sorry now? Lordy, lordy, blues. Yes. Down south blues. Wolverine blues. Tin roof blues. A lot of blues. Yeah, a lot of blues. And honestly, this list goes right into film, so we might as well just jump right into yeah, this, too. Yeah, go for it. Right at the top of the list, the topic that sprung this episode, Steamboat Willie. Yep. And then another Disney one, Playing Crazy. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Then <clears throat> The Cameraman, directed by Edward Cedric and Buster Keaton. Yeah. Lights of <clears throat> New York, directed by Brian Foy. Billed as the first all-talking picture. Yep. The Circus, directed by Charlie Chaplin. Passion of Joan of Arc, by Carl Theodore Dreyer. Singing Fool, directed by Lloyd Bacon, follow-up to The Jazz Singer. Should Merry Men Go Home, directed by Leo, Leo McCary and James Parrott. The first Laurel and Hardy film to be billed them as a team. Yep. And then, to end that list, uh, Street Angel, directed by Frank Borzage, Janet Gaynor won the first Academy Award for Best Actress in that movie. So really? she was a, that movie was the first Best Actress win. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, so pretty crazy <laughs> stuff there. So how hard are you going to jump on it when they do The Great Dictator? That's going to be interesting because it's going to be soon. Uh, listen, if you're going to do a, a modern political take... I'm surprised they haven't. Well, okay, exactly. But Or even, like, after... You've seen the Criterion Edition I have. Yes. And you've seen the documentary. Yes. I'm surprised they haven't made a, like, a dramatized version of the making of that movie. You know, yeah, yeah. I, I would 100% be on board for that, too. Yeah, and I always have thought Mike Myers to play Charlie. Ooh. Yeah. Because you see him in the documentaries and everything, and even in a movie, it's like, oh, my God, Mike Myers looks a lot like Charlie Chaplin. He really does. Yeah. Um... You just got to slim him up a little bit. I think, yeah. he's, I think he's a little plumper right yeah. now. No offense. I know you get very angry people. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I could I could definitely see that happening. Yeah. But I mean, um, you know, with, with public domain, it really opens the doors because there's, you know, like you sent me two trailers um, over this last couple of weeks, both of them from A24. Yeah. Um, which I... Like commented, that was that's our new Miramax. Oh yeah, um, minus the rape. Yes, my, minus the rape stuff. Um, like Tuesday with uh, uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus. Yes, where it's her daughter's dying of cancer. Yes. Parent, oh my fucking god. Parent of death shows up. Yes, and to talks them. to them and helps guide them through this yeah. process. You know, and, and I showed that trailer to Kim, and she's like, "You know, I'm gonna have to watch this by myself, right?" And you know what? I I love that. I I think that. That is a that's something that's missed with a lot of people, is the personal experiences that you go through when you watch certain films. Oh yeah, you know, for me it's Field of Dreams. 
Um, I prefer to watch that alone. Yeah. Um, or yeah, you know, and and so it's just the fact that she's had to to go through her battles and stuff like that. Yeah, I think it's a very personal and, thing. And I, to go I, through. I seem to have a habit of finding really good emotional flicks. Well, that one's gonna wreck me. Yeah, uh, I'm a like pussy. wait until you watch Linoleum with Jim Gaffigan. Yeah, I it, am like, a pussy in movies. It's like Notebook, but worth it. <laughs> That's the greatest example of Notebook, but worth it. I, I still uh, haven't seen Notebook, so listen. But everybody no, has told me it's not. Worth notebook it. just has my favorite thing, and it applies to Laura and I. And I'm gonna roll her under the bus right now. And that's the <laughs> every time we go out to dinner, what do you want? God damn it, what do you want? She's like, it's not that easy. Yes, it is. What do you want? You know, it's this great uh, I'll give you. I'll give you a remedy for that. Hmm. Flip a coin. So. We have a Las Vegas chip in Kim's car. Anytime we have that issue. <laughs> so, just, okay, since we're off the rails for just a second, her brothers do the same thing. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, can we find something to eat, please? <laughs> and. They used to write the names down on a hat, and they put them in a hat, and then they draw one. But they draw one and go, no, I don't want to eat there. Yeah, and I was like, motherfucker, you know what you guys want to eat. You just don't want to say it. So I saw one where they use the uh, Fisher-Price animal thing, you know, the, the coyote says. And they put the different restaurants on each one, and you hey. just spin it and let it go. And then you go, yep, that's where we're going. That's perfect. I was like, that's not too shabby. I yeah. like that. But, yeah, emotional movies lately are some good ones. <laughs> Yeah. And The Great Dictator is definitely one of those. But thinking about it, we may need to dig a little deeper to see when Great Dictator is going to hit public domain. Yeah, I think so. And just to dip back into something, you talked about the sequel to Pooh, Blood, and Honey. Yeah. You know why Tigger's going to be in the sequel? Because he's finally going to be public domain. Yeah, this this year. Yeah. Yeah. So they, so, they were ready. Yeah, they were <laughs> they like, probably we're, have the movie already filmed. <laughs> we're going to pounce yep. on this one. Uh, but to kind of go into the more of the movies, um, there's a longer list of movies that have become public domain over the years. Okay. There's The Gorilla from 1939. All right. Manos, The Hands of Fate, which could be a Y coming up. Have oh. you ever seen Manos? No. Oh, God, that may be the 10th Y. Oh, no. This is from 1966. Oh, shit. It's just a tr drug trip. No. It's some, uh, some hotel owner was... Bet like challenge to make a horror movie on the cheap. This really? is and this is like almost like sainthood level movie when it comes to like Mystery Science Theater three thousand and riff tracks and all that stuff. Yeah, it's horrendous. <laughs> uh, the Stranger from nineteen forty six. Okay. Meet John Doe, nineteen forty one. The original Little Shop of Horrors, nineteen sixty. Not the Rick Moranis, Steve Martin one. The, like, the original Little Shop of Horrors. The black and white one with, I believe, Jack Nicholson's in this one. Where really? He, where he's the masochist that goes to the dentist. So, I've got to be honest. I thought that was the, I thought the Rick Moranis one was the original. Like, it was, yeah. it was oh, yeah. Broadway, and they just brought it. Well, this one, I believe, the 1961 is not a musical. Not a musical, okay. Yeah. I tried watching it once, it was boring as fuck. House on Haunted Hill, 1959. Dude. That's public domain. Yep. That's uh, 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 Vincent Price. Yeah. Fucking phenomenal. Another patron saint of horror, Night of the Living Dead, 1968, is public domain. I And I think that's the one, that's kind of the thing that screwed over George, because he, he deserved to get every freaking set for that movie. Oh, and, 100%. And people who remake it or whatever need to 
pay homage to them. Yeah, give credit where credit's due. Yeah, um, then Charade with Cary Grant and Audrey Hepburn. Yep. And, and yep. that one pops up on the Rough Tracks game a lot. There's some weird-ass scenes in that one. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We got Reefer Madness from 1936. Oh, my God, that's totally getting remade. Oh, yeah, it, it was remade. Um, I forget what year it was a Reefer Madness musical. Oh, okay, okay. Nev Campbell was in it. Get out. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah, just playing on the fact of how ridiculous that movie is. Yeah. Uh, Santa Claus vs. the Martians, 1964. <laughs> Creature feature, I love that. Yeah. Africa Screams from 1949 with, it looks like, uh, Abbott and Costello? Yes. Yeah. Yep, I remember that. It's a Wonderful Life, 1946. Oh, listen. Um, this is where we cross into the territory where I'm like, please don't. Yeah, well, please, nobody has. Please don't. Yeah. Um, Luckily, no one has it's one of those Christmas movies that I hadn't watched until just a few years back and lost my shit. You still haven't seen it, have yeah. you? Yeah. No, I didn't get around to it this year. I'm telling you, it'll fuck you up. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. A Star is Born from 1937. Yeah, the original. The yeah. Very, very original. That one's been remade 57 times. Yeah. Most recently with Bradley uh, Cooper and Lady Gaga. And possibly, I, I think that one's my favorite. Yeah. The, the one that was... Uh, the one from the 70s was, I think, Chris Christopherson and Barbara Streisand. Yeah. The Screaming Skull from 1958. I know that. What is that? Uh... That, that? that one is a Rift Tracks one. Okay. Yeah. So that that's one of them a... weird horror kind of... Yeah. yeah. Uh, Nothing Sacred, 1937. The okay. Painted Hills, 1951. Looks like Lassie. Um, the Bat, 1959. Bella Lugosi's The Double Bat from 1940. No relation to the bat. Shirley Temple's The Little Princess. Whoa. Um, Brideless Groom from 1947, which looks like a Three Stooges. Yep, flick. it was. And just to end out the list, Mr. Imperium, 1951. Don't know who the fuck any of those people are. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. And that's where a lot of this is now, <laughs> because of so many years have passed. It's like, who knows who, if there's anybody from the estate still alive for half of these people? Well, you know, like, here's something that I've learned. Um, you can take something that was a classic and you can bring it up to modern, you know, uh, maybe not modern time, but make modern day version of it. And it's fantastic. They did it with Cape Fear. They did it with the Magnificent Seven, yeah. um, which was originally like the Seven Samurai. Then it became the Magnificent Seven. And then they, you know... And so, that could be hitting public domain. Yeah, so too. there's tons of stuff out there that, that is mainstream that has been made and remade and done well. Uh, look at what James Gunn did when he picked up Guardians of the Galaxy. Virtually unknown. Yeah. So now you have the, the potential with some of these films to kind of reinvent them using the same characters and story and stuff like that. And bringing it to an audience that's never heard of it or seen it, and it's feel, it's going to feel fresh. Well, kind of to piggyback off that, mm-hmm. in, in a realm where it didn't work, how many Tarzan movies have there been? Uh, too many. Yeah. Too and like the only one that seemed to work many. was Disney. Yeah. Because it was animated. Well, yeah. And, uh, and they had music. <laughs> yeah, there was... There, there's just... There's so many. And yeah, it was cool when, when we were little kids to watch... You know, the the uh, KTLA Sunday matinee movie, and you'd see, you know, Tarzan or whatever it was, or, you know, the the different number of ones that they did back in the... We covered a lot of aspects already, but like like I said before, the main reason we even did this 
was the character of Steamboat Willie. Yeah. And that's that's the key thing. Steamboat Willie. Yes. So that's that's the that's the caveat to most of these. It has to be It particular. has to be it's very particular in how it's represented. Yeah. Like the Flash will be coming available soon, but it's only it's the Jay Garrick. It's this it's the golden age version of the Flash. Yeah. You can't use Barry Allen or Wally West or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, because they still got their hands on that exactly. one. But here's a couple that are on that are already public domain if you feel like you want to be creative. Uh, Mickey Mouse, like we said, but Steamboat Willie. Uh-huh. Uh, Sherlock Holmes, as we've discussed already. Yep. King Kong. Victor Frankenstein. Not the monster, the doctor. Scroll down a little further, you'll see he, Frankenstein's yeah, on that, there. That was <laughs> the next one. I was like, he's on there. <laughs> yeah, he's on there. Robin Hood. Yep. Uh, Ebenezer Scrooge. The Mad Hatter. Wizard of Oz. The Queen of Hearts. Is it the Mad Hatter Disney version? Or no, the, the one book. from the book? The book. Okay. Yeah. Let's see here. Dr. Henry Jekyll. And Mr. Hyde, probably so. I would be awfully <laughs> uh, weird. That'd be fucking weird. Like, fucking super weird. Don't touch Mr. Hyde, fuckers. <laughs> uh, King Arthur. Cthulhu. I said it right. Oh, my God. Yeah, you did. Uh, <laughs> I butcher names. Wow, Cthulhu. Yeah. That, uh, that'll that be used a lot. You're going to see a lot of fan fiction about that. Well, like they did the uh, Lovecraft Country for a little bit there, which yes. was probably budget-wise, that's probably the reason they stopped. But as far as, as, far as like horror movie or fantasy horror movies... Yeah. Go. We've not really ever seen a Cthulhu. A really good Cthulhu. The closest has been Lovecraft. Country. Yes. Yeah. Um, let's see. Next up is Dorian Gray. It is part of public domain. Okay. Alice. For those of you who don't know who Dorian Gray is, that's not from fucking Fifty Shades of Gray and all of that shit. What the fuck is it? No, Dorian Gray was one of the characters that's in. He's, a, I believe, is he a vampire? No. What are he, uh, he so he's kind of of that he's in uh, the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Here we go. This is coming from Wikipedia. Okay, the, the be all end all source. Yep. Dorian Gray is the fictional character and antihero of Oscar Wilde's 1890 novel, The Picture of Dorian Gray. Yes, he's an aristocratic Victorian man. So it's the yes. the picture that ages, but the person, but the person doesn't. doesn't. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, so and that that's, joke. like I said, that, that's already in League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. You'll find yeah. that one in there. So that's, that's been used too. So, yeah. Um, like I said before, <laughs> Alice, mm-hmm. Alice in Wonderland, uh, Van Helsing is okay. part of public domain. Yeah. The Headless Horseman, Rosie the Riveter. Really? Yeah. She's probably been public domain for a while. Okay. Oswald the Lucky Rabbit, but I'm not hundred percent sure because I think Disney has gotten some control back of that character. Uh, I believe that... Well, I mean, Oswald just... He's or in they a lot may have, of the... They may have grabbed some rights back when it became public domain. Yeah, there's a lot of the, the feature stuff. You, He was there for, for Walt's... For the 100th thing, you know, thanking yeah. Walt and all that. Yeah. Felix the Cat. Wow. Winnie the Pooh, as we've discussed. Yeah. Tarzan, as we've discussed. Yep. John Carter as a shitty movie that they did a couple years ago that deserves better. Oh, so much better. It's such a good fucking book. Yeah. Um, it's one of those things that they just dropped the fucking ball on. Yeah. Hercules. Okay. James Bond is part of the public domain, but also, too, Ian Fleming's estate does still have their hands in a lot of the control of James Bond. Right. So, uh, and, and I'll read a little bit from what I found because you know, there are limits to public domain. Yeah. Um, to finish out the list, Bugs Bunny's part of public domain, like early. 
Bugs Bunny. Right, and some of his some of his uh, ilk, for lack of a better word, are going to be following very soon. Oh yeah, Ichabod Crane is public domain. Mm-hmm. Eric, the Phantom of the Opera, and this is like Lon Chaney, Phantom of the Opera. Yes, Conan the Barbarian isn't public domain yet. It's coming. Which super interesting. Yeah, I did not care for Momoa's. Yeah. Um, really, it was, it there's was a nothing. Licensing grab. There's nothing better than than uh, Conan the Barbarian with Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Phenomenal. Um, if you want to do something similar, I think that would be cool. Um, but you you really have to have somebody with just this. It seems like a legendary warrior if you're going to do it. Yeah, Momoa but, um, is that, but it shouldn't have been Conan. No, he should have got no. his own. <clears throat> no, I'm thrilled that he's going to be Lobo. Oh God. Uh, yes. Which is funny because I just watched an interview with him and. Um, the hell's his name? The, the one who plays his brother, the Ocean Master. Oh, and, yeah. and it, so they were doing a thing for Aquaman too. <laughs> and he says on there, it. he's like, I went in there and I auditioned and they came in and they're like, okay, so you're not going to be playing this, but here's who you're going to be playing. It's like, do you know who it is? And he goes, Lobo. And they're like, who? He goes, <laughs> no, you're not playing Lobo. You're going to be Aquaman. And he was like, what? Oh, like, that's fucking weird. And that shows you how screwy Warner Brothers and yes. DC were at the time. So... Um, but that's it on the main list of yeah, to, who's out there right now. So this is basically it here. Um, this is from uh, FastCompany.com, and it says here, Public Domain with Limits. Uh, just because a character like Superman, which he will enter, yeah. uh, I believe, in 35. Let me see. Is that 35? 34. Um, yeah, because it's 70 years. Yeah, so... Yeah. Um, <coughs> <coughs> Excuse me. It is definitely winter, and I am coughing. Um, so it says, just because a character like Superman enters the public domain in 2034 doesn't mean that anyone will be able to use the character however they wish. U.S. copyright law is complex, and public domain comes with caveats. As copyright.gov notes, a general rule for works created after January 1st, 1978, uh, copyright protection uh, lasts for the life of of the author plus an additional 70 years. That's why no one can predict when the Harry Potter character will enter the public domain or anything like that. Well, like a past episode of Batman Beyond, Kevin Smith talked about it, yeah. where like the possibilities of like clerks entering, entering the public domain. And he was like, anybody that wants to do it, do it. Yeah. Uh, the character is protected by copyright uh, from creation until 70 years after J.K. Rowling passes. Yeah. So it takes a while. Um... So the Harry and Ron, but here's uh, gay porno. Will it be right. a while. <laughs> so it says, but here, uh, but there are limits to what someone can do with public domain characters. For one thing, the character can only be used as it existed ninety-five years earlier. Yeah. So the Superman that you get is the Max Fleischer can leap buildings in a tall, you know, yeah. like a tall buildings in a single bound can necessarily fly. Yeah. So you know you have a character that just kind of floats around. Which, if you did a 1934 throwback... Oh, that'd be cool. I'd fucking watch the hell out of that. Yeah, and that's something that the creators can be out there thinking of. Yeah. It's, it's really easy to go like, oh, we're going to make a horror movie. Yeah. Try so, something else. Uh, you know, so from 19, 1938 was when Action Comics number one came out in June. So you you can do... You can do that version of Superman. Yeah. But nothing else. You can't go Silver Age. You can't go, you know, so... We you, we don't have public domain over the Christopher Reeves 
take on it from like 1978 yeah, that's gonna be which far is, past our life yeah, yeah so it's you know there's there's a lot um they're actually saying based off of uh life expectancy and all that stuff we we wouldn't see harry potter come available until like 2092 oh yeah i'll be long gone folks <laughs> yeah um, thank God. Yeah, but, but what were um, some of the more of the lists that you found? So of you touched ones? you touched on quite a few of those. Um, I'll, I'll pull up my list here. So because we talked about Superman. So when you when you had said Universal's Frankenstein and Dracula, yeah, uh, or when you said Frankenstein and Dracula, that's Universal's. Yeah, those are the ones that were brought to film back in the twenties and the thirties and no, stuff like that. Huh? Yeah. So um, Donald Duck shows up yeah. in twenty thirty. Uh, Daffy Duck, we get 2033. Um, we talked about Tigger will be out this year. He's available this year. 2034 is Superman. 2035 is... Batman. Yes, they follow <laughs> very closely together. Um, which I would assume that we would... We'll be getting Captain America soon. Yeah. I know... Um, well, there was recently, like... Recently, Marvel almost lost a lot of copyrights when it came to, like, Iron Man, Spider-Man, Captain America, due to, like, deals with... The states of the creators. Yes, and I, I haven't really heard anything since then. So I'm thinking it got it. It got, got squashed. Settled. So the the biggest the biggest issue that you're going to run into is what you can do with them. Comic wise, you can do whatever. Um, Marvel can do whatever with them. It's the films. Yeah, that's where we're scattered around with. Like Universal still holds the rights to individual Hulk films. Yeah, Sony still holds the rights to Spider Man films. They own a pretty um, decent amount of rights. They're allowing Marvel in because yes. they're smart. Universal, listen up. Yes. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot to be done there. So 2037, we get Wonder Woman, um, Captain Marvel, um, not the, not the original, the, yeah, the Captain original, Marvel. which is Shazam. Yeah. Um, Captain Marvel will be coming available around the same time. Um, as far as Marvel goes, I believe Captain America and like Red Skull and things like that. Those are going to be the only ones that are going to end up being public domain earlier than the rest. Yeah. Most of Marvel's mainstream characters didn't become popular until like the sixties. Yeah. Um, when Stan Lee got a hold of them and, and really did, did you know, job. yeah. And, yeah. and Kirby and all those yeah. guys, you know, so give Jack all those Kirby. guys are credit. And that's kind um, of just the random thrown out there. Like the creative minds behind all of these have always deserved and will deserve the credit that they deserve. See, but I would love to see, and this is based off of a film I just watched in black and white. Um, I would love to see kind of a grainy black and white take on original Superman. Oh, yeah. You, know? like you were talking about. like Give it that kind of Max Fleischer sort of thing. Or a very gritty 1930s version of Batman. Oh, that'd be cool. Oh, my well, there's God. The, that one book, I forget the title of it, is like Gotham 1940s or something like that, where it's... yes. Like Joker in that era, like yeah. a gangster Joker and everything. So they did a few of those, uh, Gotham by Gaslight, which yeah. was the Jack the oh, Ripper that one. that was amazing. Um, there's a lot that, that go along those. So the, comics have done really good with like their, it's they call it Elseworlds, which yeah. is being incorporated into the new films, and that's going to be like your Joker, Brilliant. your Joker and Harley Quinn. Which will be your, a trailer soon for yeah, that. Yeah, your Matt Reeves Batman, um, uh, you know, or all of those characters are going to be Elseworld stuff. Whereas, um, you know, the newer movies that are going to come out are going to be their, yeah, their DC prime stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's, there's a lot of cool stuff that could be done with these, these characters and things like that. Yeah. So I'm, I'm curious to see, you know, who's going to, who's going to be the first to jump off. Like they didn't waste any time with Mickey Mouse and, and like I said, I almost guaranteed when 
It was probably some dude like thumbing around like, I want to make a movie. What am I going to do? And realized, ooh, Steamboat Willie becomes public domain January 1st, 2024. And this is, he's thinking about this in, let's say, 2022. Mm -hmm. I can make a movie under the radar and release that trailer 12.01 a.m. January 1st. Yep. And it'll be I guarantee you that's what they did. And, and so, smart. yeah. It's and, smart. You know, we're going to see the same thing when they do the sequel with Tigger and all yeah. that stuff this year. And then Popeye. And then we got... Popeye is the one I'm really interested to see the yeah, way they're going like to go. Yeah, and like you said, Donald's coming. So. I don't... You know, I, I think there's a fine line between defiling the character, you know, and, and their origin story and giving us something interesting. I don't think Popeye needs to be a horror film. Yeah. Um, Make I, it a throwdown action movie. Let's see him as a gritty ass sailor in World War II. Oh, yeah. And coming back and then just having to deal with this guy who fucked with him in the service the whole time. And yeah. You know. He's commanding officer. <laughs> exactly. You know. And but just, also, too, like you said with Donald. To jump back to the horror movies, let's have a creature feature battle between Mickey and Donald. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, it would it would just be, you know, like, oh, God, here he comes, you know, like yeah. sort of thing. And, and just have this duck with this horrible speech impediment that's out there trying to kill everybody, you know. And, and I I don't know. I, I think there's so many things that could be really cool. Uh, my, my brain's still running loose with the Popeye thing. So I think that's where I'm going to jump off this this train, so. Yeah, I think it's time to wrap it up. Um, <coughs> Excuse me. We got a good year coming up. Uh, we'll discuss this next statement more in the next episode. But at the end of 2022, me and Doug did an episode talking about, oh, by the end of 2023, we're going to be at 200 episodes. We didn't do it. But <laughs> math and <coughs> will and drive to get this shit done, by the end of 2024, by August... Yeah, we could be at 200 episodes. So we've, you know, um, because we have new avenues open to us with TikTok, with, uh, you know, we, we, we kind of want to branch some stuff out here. We're intending to hit more cons and stuff like that. Um, but between your solo episodes and whatever we can do, yeah, I think we're going to hit our 200 no problem by August. Yeah. Um, we'll figure out some fun stuff. Leading yeah, into it. absolutely. Hell, Kevin's getting all the fun stuff going for clerks 30th so we might as well have some fun yeah and uh you sent me something today for 30th anniversaries that i was like oh my god yeah um sandlot 30th. yeah sandlot 30th anniversary where you get to do like a meet and greet and like a q a with with the cast that we may need to do an episode with um, the anniversaries for movies coming up i think i would like to touch on a subject somewhere down the road here which is the the mythos and the legend in certain things like the natural and sandlot and stuff where you have sports movies and stuff like that. And there's that whole legendary kind of feel to it. I don't personally watch current baseball, but there's always something about baseball that just seems mythical to oh, me yeah. when you we'll dip back into that stuff, you know, and I think there's other films that we could touch on like Rudy and, you know, stuff like that, even though we're not big sports guys, but yeah, I think it's something we could touch on where you, you get into kind of this unspoken legend or, um, you know, m like myth, you know, sort of thing between, well, you fucking get where well, I'm we'll, going. We'll there. get there. Yeah. And I guess with all that being said, this has been Josh. This has been Nick. And as always, be, be excellent, excellent to, to each, each other. other. That wasn't the first take. <laughs> I know I fucked it up. With all that being said, this has been Josh. And this has been Nick. And as always, be excellent to one another.
I was going to count it off. Oh, but. fuck. All right, let me do that again. No, fuck it. No, 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 we'll do it. No. I said be excellent to one another. Oh, you didn't yeah. say it right, huh? Uh, this will probably be, a, that'll be after the credits. There we go. <laughs> <laughs>